Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 77. I'm your host, Brian Heineser. Joining me this evening is an illustrious crew, starting off with Ian. Oh, I get to be first again. Hey! <laughs> yeah! And Mac. I thought you were going in alphabetical order, but clearly not. And Kimberly. Uh, I'm See? very disappointed to be the last again. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm fine. But not um, least. I can't win. I cannot win. Can I? <laughs> that that may be the theme of not just the show, but life. <laughs> <laughs> of, of my life specifically, right? You're talking <laughs> Your about life, me. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I accept that. <laughs> and I will reiterate Kimberly's question because I'm the one who should be asking it, not you. How is everybody doing this evening? Doing just fine here. Good. Yeah? yeah, I've had a good three day weekend, which is unusual for me. Yeah, week. what did good you do this weekend? The big thing. Okay, I, there's an organization here in Denver called the Denver Area Science Fiction Association, known as DASPA. I just took over as director of it, and the first program I ran was I had Brian and Baxter from the Rocky Mountain um, Paranormal Investigators do a little one of their little programs for it. And it was actually really fun. It went over very well. Uh, we meet in a um, small independent bookstore. Due to some of the promotion of the group, we actually had a bigger turnout than we normally do. So it was actually pretty packed, which worked out really well. Anyways, hello? Yes, we're here. Huh? We're just intently uh, listening to, had a to word what you had beep to say. And I was checking something. Thought, I didn't hear y'all. <laughs> anyway, so we had a, a nice crowded meeting with a lot of new members that were very impressed with the, basically Brian Baxter did a UFO program showing, like the more recent stuff, um, you know, that we had covered the Fox 31 UFO thing, that they went and showed how it very much could be a bug, and actually went into more detail on that, which was fun. And a lot of the older stuff that we've seen before and talked about as well. But it went over very well. We had one member of the group who is exactly who um, we're talking ahead of time about um, Brandon Baxter being there. Everyone predicted she would be the one most likely to have issues, and she believe she doesn't believe in this stuff. She actually is a member of MUFON, which is the um, was the Mutual UFO Network. Yeah, there's... and they actually what? Yeah, I was gonna say you know they're they're big here in Colorado, and as far as UFO groups go, they're better than some. <laughs> yeah, but she's a member of that, and so she actually was heckling them um, through it. And finally, at one point, um, Baxter Trisha said, listen, if you want, come up and run the program. And that kind of got her to back off a bit. But it, it was amusing. But it was a good crowd for it. Um, they were very um, into it, very interested in what they had to say. So it went over really well. That sounds good. And if you ever get the chance to see Brian and Baxter do a programming, I highly recommend it. Every time I've seen them do it, they've just been great. And, of course, they'll be at Skeptic Camp. So I Which brings I, us to announcements. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> we might as well, right? We might as well, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so coming up, we've got the Free Thought Exchange um, is going to be doing a presentation over at West Bowles Church on Thursday, the twenty fourth. I also wanted to mention real quick the Thinking Atheist um, has a video uh, featuring Jason Testerman, who we've of course had on here before, and who runs the F, uh, the Free Thought Exchange. It's it's really good. I, I got to watch it the other day. So if you uh, if you check out Thinking Atheist, which I recommend, uh, you'll see that on there. So that's the um, that's the next you know going into a churches and talking about atheism program. On Sunday, February third, the Pikes Peak Skeptical Society is doing the Secular Bible Study on what is Christian scripture. 
On Sunday, February 10th is the next Humanists of Colorado monthly meeting. We're working on what the program's going to be. I'm kind of hoping for a creationist versus evolution debate because Darwin Day is coming up. It will also be the first meeting held at the Secular Hub, which is having its official, official grand opening on Tuesday, February 12th. And that's going to be uh, in celebration of Darwin Day. We're going to have James DeGregory from CERT, which is the Colorado Evolution Response Team, is going to do a presentation. And uh, the hub is going to be open. You don't have to be a member on opening night. Um, you'll get to hear about it, but everybody's welcome. We'll have some more information online right now. I don't have a link for you. On Sunday, February 17th, uh, the Denver Atheists and the Pikes Peak Skeptical Society are, are both have it listed for a debate, reality, Christian theism, or atheism, which apparently has our friend Jason again um, on the atheism side. So that's down in Colorado Springs, which should be a good one. Saturday, February 23rd, uh, CoCor has Catherine Stewart uh, on her book, The Good News Club, The Christian Writes a Stealth Assault. Same day will also be the Fort Collins Skepticamp uh, at Mulligan's. On Wednesday, February 27th, it looks like Richard Dawkins is going to be back in town uh, down Kimberly? in Colorado Springs. Kimberly, hold What's on that? one second. I yeah. think the full title of that book is The Good News Club, The Christian Writes Stealth Assault on America's Children. Oh, thank you. I guess it got cut off on what I was reading. Yep. Good deal. And I believe that Catherine is presenting with Richard Dawkins at Armstrong Hall down in Colorado Springs on Wednesday, February 27th. I don't know if there's going to be any other uh, Dawkins events. Usually when he comes into town, they try to schedule a few things. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. We'll let you know if we hear anything else. And then all the way in April, you mentioned Skepticamp. That's going to be on Saturday, April 27th. So get on that participant list there. And then I also wanted to mention that through the Secular Hub, we're going to be doing the second annual Colorado Secular Conference somewhere in June or July. And I'll have more information about that soon, too. All right. Do you guys, uh, have you ever heard of the Global Information Network? Nope. Only a few minutes ago when you mentioned it. Only a few minutes ago when I mentioned it. <laughs> well, my mom mentioned it, and then and she also mentioned Kevin Trudeau's name in association with it, you know, that he was doing it. Like like that was, you know, a, a mark for its uh, – um, Some kind all, of ringing endorsement yeah, right. of goodness. Exactly, and I, and I went Kevin Trudeau, <laughs> the man who has been removed from, uh, from television by the FTC – the Federal e Trade Commission or FCC? No, it's FTC. I just looked it up. Federal Trade Commission. Yeah, okay. has removed him from from television. Um, he, you know, for for his uh, credulous products, um, he's involved in, in numerous legal battles right now. He's the author of a whole bunch of books, and you're right on stuff like Natural Cures, what they don't want you to know, more Natural Cures revealed, weight loss cures. Let's see. The weight loss cure they don't want you to know about and, and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, how to basically all these, you know, things, how to eat what you want and lose weight. And then you open up and these, there these restrictive diets. And so he's had a, he's all these products that they keep, you know, taking away. And finally he, he's now hiding out in Switzerland. He's not allowed back in the U.S. because he'll be arrested. And, uh, you know, all of his followers are claiming that, uh, it's because he's, uh, well, of course, you know, they're out to get him. The, the government's out to get him. Right. Well, it kind of sounds like they are. Right? Yeah. It, well, it kind of okay. sounds like they are, but for legitimate reasons. But for legitimate reasons, right? They, they're like, they want to take his free speech rights. It's like, well, no, they just want him to stop saying bullshit. 
And so my mom has gotten involved with this group and, and, and I, I learned early on, you can't just go, it's a bunch of bullshit. So I've been trying to give her little nuggets about Kevin Trudeau here and there, you know, and, and so she finally went and started looking him up because the, she's, she's involved, she got involved in this global information network and she's going on a cruise. She got a, she got a free cruise for them and there's nothing free about it. I think that she's played pay for it in dues and stuff. She, she won't tell me exactly how much she spent, which is, which is a sign that she knows. I, I, at least I think it's a sign that she knows that it's probably bullshit and She's trying to cover for it now. Mm. And I guess she – and I also have heard that she's gotten involved with a whole bunch of psychics that are involved in this group. And uh, you know, and and they do some metaphysical stuff too. And it really sounds to me like they, they have these levels and stuff. And it sounds to me like Scientology for business. Um, when you look it up, you find a lot of people are using the Global Information Network to build a network, to, to build a business. And there's other people that will sell you a product that say you can't use the Global Information Network without knowing how to use it. And buy my product and it'll tell you how to get the most out of the Global Information Network and that kind of Garbage. Have you asked your mom when the group plans on uh, mass poisoning themselves? Well, and <laughs> right, they had they also had a whole bunch of um, uh, stuff regarding um, uh, twenty twelve, I guess. And my mom fi- finally started to get a little bit suspicious of them. She she asked one of the guys that was at one of these higher levels. He's you know she says, "Well, what do you what do you learn at these higher levels?" And he says, "Well, you just get a deeper understanding." It's like, oh, that's really interesting. And so she, I think she's finally worked her way out of it. Hopefully she'll take her cruise and be done with it. But she, it took, it took a little while. She, I mean, she had to finally go out and start doing the research herself to really understand it, you know, and I've just been watching, you know, saying, well, I mean, are they asking you for a bunch of money? You know, are they trying to, you know, cause they want you to build a downline. They want you to, you know, build up this network, but they don't have a lot of products. It looks like, and it's weird, but it costs a lot of money to go to each of these levels. And I'm. Th- I mean, it, it totally sounds like the Scientology model, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, in the pyramid schemes, kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Have you uh, checked your mom for engrams? <laughs> I have. I have not, but I'm sure that I can find a Scientologist happy to do that. Yes. Yeah, so engrams, candygrams, whatever. Right. But she's finally, I, I hope, worked her way out of it, and she had to, of course, do it herself. And I was trying to be hands off and just be, it just ask questions. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's like she's not starting a business. I don't understand why she was doing it in the first place. It's like she had no idea what she was actually paying for when she joined this group. And she and I'm like, it's for building, a, you know, a business network. She's like, yeah, I'm realizing that now. It's like, oh my god, I don't know what the I don't know what their dues are. I I, I would like to. I, I'm gonna check and find out. I'm surprised what they're paying. But the idea is, of course, you get people below you, and that's how you make money. And this woman in Denver that sounds. Somewhere between Scientology and Amway. Exactly. It's it. That's exactly what it sounds like to me as well. Well, because you buy yourself up these levels as well. And I guess, you know, I guess Mary Kay has levels depending on how much product you sell. So that's – but this one looks like you actually buy your way to the next level and you get some of Kevin Trudeau's wisdom, <laughs> which – Well, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Okay. That's actually – that may be worth it because, you know, supply and demand, that's in a little – really, really limited quantity. <laughs> Right, because there's I'm only one saying, Kevin Trudeau. If it's scarcer, it's worth more. I, I just, I'm just really thinking that he got his wisdom from L. Ron Hubbard. That's what I think. Well, and you know, and how wait, different is wait, that from your that, typical? The guy scam. from Middle Earth. Yes, the guy from Middle Earth. L. Ron Hubbard. <sighs> 
No, it it, it isn't. It, it it sounds exactly. And then the 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 language that they're using is the same kind of language you see with with all of these types of you know pyramid types of things. You know where you know if it doesn't work, it's because you're not using it right. Types of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know it, you know people are people can make you you have the potential to do this and this and this and you'll be one of the one percent and yada yada yada. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they don't, they don't do the math that makes you realize very quickly you need more human beings than there are on the planet to, to support right. these kind of pyramid systems. Well, and, and my mom's always like, well, but the people who get in, if you can get in on the ground floor of one of these things, you can make a lot of money. I'm like who? She's like, well, this, this one woman in Denver, she, for some reason, got involved in it. Somebody, that, somebody that she pulled in got a whole bunch of people in that knocked her up really high in a level, apparently. So yeah, I, I'm not, the, Saying that it can't work for one or two people, right? Uh, Shackley, I, I used to um, do work for um, the woman who took over Everett G. Parsons' half of the business from Shackley, and she's doing quite well. But, but like the, you say, what she's really selling is people on the idea of doing this. You exactly, know, she, that's what she's, she's selling. To see. Franchises of right. the system. And it, yeah. Well, and the the woman that I used to do, I used to do a computer work. She was selling a lot of products. She moved it. She had a she had a office with a whole lot of products. She moved a whole bunch of product. I don't know what the and she was no longer in the position where she was going out and trying to get people under her. She didn't worry about that. She at, she was just at a point where all she did is sell project sell product. But she took over. You know, it was started by by Shackley and Everett G. Parsons, and she took over his half of the business. So yeah, she's making money, right? She's at the top of the pyramid. There you. Like you say, somebody's making money. Oh yeah. Because you know these things keep popping up, and and the numbers are staggering. I mean, you you, you kind of can't get your head wrapped around them sometimes. You know, with the Bernie Madoffs and all of these kind of very similar schemes of you know if you get couple of people and they get a couple of people and but it's 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 really staggering but yeah i never know anybody who's actually bought any of those like products you know i've had friends basically suckered into amway and their sellers and i don't know who i do you know anybody who's actually bought amway stuff or have you only known sellers because that's my experience i have mainly known sellers but i'll tell you i did buy i've i've purchased amway and i have tried to sell it okay yeah, I mean, and I, I, the Shackley products are okay. I mean, I don't. I, the products themselves are yeah. fine. It's just, it's just the the marketing system, just mathematically, doesn't work. Right, right? and where yeah. you are in in the system, how high you are on on you know in in the program, whether you're at the top or you're at the bottom, the products cost you a different price. Right. So at the bottom, you pay a higher price for that item and then try to resell it, where the person at the top can probably resell that at a reasonable price and actually make money. You know, I've got an interesting little anecdote about a, about an, a guy that I encountered in a barber shop who was really talkative and he invited me to this he invited me to this uh, this meeting to to hear about what he was involved in, and I'm like, it sounds like you're carefully avoiding saying Amway. And he said, Oh no, I'm not carefully avoiding anything. <laughs> right. I yeah. just I, guess uh, what it turned out to be Amway. Yeah, yeah. Amway. Yeah. And it, afterwards, he's like, Well, what did you think? I said, I think I told you I didn't want to get involved in Amway. 
And he's like, well, yeah, but I thought that, I said, then you thought wrong. I'm moving. Yeah, I recall the one time um, I was approached and they were trying to recruit me to become a seller for Amway. They didn't tell you a thing ahead of time. It was really... Uh Uh-uh, distributor. Distributor, fine, whatever. But they're trying to recruit me and the sales pitch didn't tell you a thing about the company and what they did. It was really, you know, they, they wouldn't tell you the name of it. They wouldn't tell you how you did anything. You had to attend a meeting before you learned a thing about it. And so I attended the meeting and I'm like, okay, this is stupid. And, you know, never even thought about it after that. But it was just so vague. So we're not going to actually tell you who we really are and what we're really doing mm-hmm. until we can get you into the big meeting. Yeah. Like I, you uh, know, on, on the subject of what we're discussing tonight, which is the taboos, mm, Yes, Amway's a taboo. Well, we're talking about sexual taboos, so tell me how you can fit Amway into that. Oh, there's a fetish for it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that a lot of these, I mean, you're right, because a lot of these pyramid scams, no, pyramid are multi-level marketing companies. Uh, nobody likes to tell you that's what they do. There is, I mean, it, it, it's so funny that people get involved in these things, but yet they can't tell you what they do because it's embarrassing. So yeah, it has become a cultural taboo. Uh, it, I don't know if it's necessarily that they consider it embarrassing per se, or that they know what kind of a reaction they get if they're going to tell you what it is. Well, if they're worried because about that reaction, why are they worried about the reaction they're getting to it? If it's a, if it's a le- if it's a legit upstanding business. Because you just wouldn't understand, Brian. They should be embarrassed, okay? Let me put it to you that way. They should be embarrassed. <laughs> and I, I tend to agree. But Amway, aren't they, don't they own a field or something in some state? They're, Isn't there they, an Amway field? I don't think they are Amway sports? anymore. Aren't they something different now? Yeah, I think they're called something different. Yeah, I think that right. they get, they had too many legal issues under Amway and had to star something, right? Yes. So you change the name and sell the exact same product all over again. Right, you. Which much. is Trudeau's thing too. Right? Exactly, that's Trudeau's thing. Yeah, go, yeah. But you know, to go back to that, I've been really worried about my my mother getting conned, right? But it's been difficult for me to hold my tongue. So I, I don't hope know that how she's... you could do it. I, I don't think I could. I could, without losing my mind, watch that happen. I mean, that's got to be tough. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been, hopefully strategic. And I, she knew, well, I mean, she wouldn't tell me that she's hanging out with a bunch of psychics, right? Cause she, cause she, she knew what I would say. She didn't tell me that, you know, exactly why she was getting involved with this network, right? She told me about it. And sometimes I wonder if she tells me about this stuff just to see what I know or what I'm going to find out. She had another product that, that, you know, people were trying to sell and claimed that it had been tested and everything. And I kind of squashed that one for her too. And she never bought it again. So I don't know if she, if she, she might have been probing me. That might be the reason she told me at all about, about the network. Maybe she was, she doesn't want to do the research herself. Yeah, that might be. She's kind of telling you so that you'll do it. Right. And and quite frankly, I like investigating bullshit, so that's okay. Right? <laughs> it's a win-win. It's a win-win, right? And as, so, as opposed to all these schemes, which is a win-lose. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah. Well, and, sh- and at that point, you join at these things, and I don't know. My mom's always looking for the quick fix, unfortunately. And I, I, it scares me that somebody's going to get her at some point. Yeah. You know, so far she's, she's, she's gotten out of them before it been a huge, you know, huge problem. So, 
Well, and, you know, these things do also work on a numbers thing. They don't need to get her for every cent she's got to, you know, if they've got a hundred of her, they can take just a little bit. And well, she told me, you know, that the dues were like $78 or that she, and, and it's like, well, how many months have you been in, you know, and she, and, and she finally admitted that she's paid a lot more than that, that she's basically paid for this cruise. Cause I'm thinking there's no way that you're going on a thousand dollar cruise for $79 and they're not trying to hook you and that, you know. Right. So. And, and I'm sure there's also going to be, cause even when you don't get a free cruise, the taxes and the fees that are never included in any of those things right. are most of the cruise. And she's finding so. out that she's going to have to pay that stuff and that we're not yeah. very upfront yeah. about that. It kind of sounds like she's finding out now that she's going to have to pay all of those things. So you're probably right. She's probably going to get stuck with a, with a fairly large bill that she's not expecting. You know, right, so and like you said, and and on top of that, she's already probably paid for this three times over. Right, with with whatever her her dues are and stuff. So it's so tough. I mean, but you know, they're 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 using that. I, I'm I'm sure she fits a number of those criteria that they look for. Right, right. like you say, she she's looking for, um, you know, easy fixes and get rich quick things and you know they're they tap into that because that's a natural want we've talked about that on the show before how you know everybody wishes there was that magic pill right or whatever you know it's it's very easy to exploit and it sounds like that might be what what they're doing here it does and and i kept telling her she's like i'm getting a free cruise i'm getting a free cruise i said you're not getting a free cruise I, right. you know, they, they're not getting and then, you a and free then it's going to probably be like one of those timeshares where it's just like, and you oh, have to know. attend this, and you well, have the, to attend this hard sell. I asked her about that. I said, are you required to go to some meetings and stuff? She says, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I've just been trying to ask probing questions and and try not to be overly negative. And it's and you're right, it, it's tough <laughs> because I just want to blast it. It's yeah. just it's just so scary and it's such nonsense. I like I said I don't think I could I could handle it as well as it sounds like you're doing. I, I think I'd blow up. I think I'd be like, You're an idiot And of course that doesn't get through to anybody. I mean I know it's not the effective way of doing it, but the frustration level and like you say, and combine that the frustration with the fear of how badly is she being taken advantage of and mm-hmm. what is this gonna mean for the future? I mean, right. yeah, it's it's tough to keep your cool. That's my inheritance. She's wasting away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't I, even so, worry yeah. so much with with my folks about inheritance things. <laughs> I I kind of figure I probably won't get a dime. It's I'm it's dime. winding up with their bills or winding up with them if they can't if, if everything's gone and it's like you know oh right. well yeah we're yeah. just gonna stay with you for the rest of our lives like yeah I wake up in cold sweats on that one. Yeah, well. Yeah, and that's, I don't know, that, that's, I, I'm, I'm just worried about her, you know, wasting a whole bunch of money. I mean, yeah. I, she, she's lucky that she has a, right now, Paraf has money and that she, she's getting her retirement, but you know, with, with the way they're going after all of the para and all of the government stuff, you know, they're liable to, she's liable to not have a pension anymore. Scary stuff. Yeah, it's scary. All right. Well, let's go. Let's move on from that to uh, <clears throat> to just total credula, credula, credulity. Yeah, something, like something I know what I want to say, but I can't say it. Credulity. 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 Yes. A whole hey, bunch I, of I just saw someone else is getting tongue tied on the podcast for once. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time. We've all done it. 
So I I don't know. So I haven't read any Bigfoot news in a while. I I I just been kind of avoiding it because it, it just gets so nonsense. But I decided to indulge. Um, and there's always something with Bigfoot going on. And so I got this. I got saw something in my email that said that Bigfoot's cap Bigfoot captured alive was a hoax. And so I oh I have to check that out. <laughs> um, and so I found yeah I found somebody who was just thought it was just as credulous as I thought it was. In fact, the site. I read some other stuff on this site. It's, uh, what it, calfmom.com. Is that right? And it, the sir. And, uh, he's just so upfront about stuff. It, it's just, it, I mean, he, so he, he's going off, you know, he's talking about, you know, Bigfoot being found and everything. And, uh, and then he just, he just totally blasted. It was, it was great. I have let's see, Bigfoot behind bars. You guys, is this really happening? I mean, I'd be shocked. If it was as the entire world, as the entire world, if I saw Brian Williams standing outside of a Bigfoot cage reporting on this, um, I just, I, I, it just seems to me like the Bigfoot stuff has gotten to the point where I. Okay. So this, this thing about Bigfoot captured is from January 2nd. Yes. It was, it was in 72 hours time. They're supposed to know more. Oh, yeah. yeah well, if well, you look at, I, I put a link to the mid American um, Bigfoot.com. Oh, good. I decided okay. to, um, I wanted to find out about. They have the same thing, and that's even like a week later. It's been like almost a month. It looks like since they they might have captured Bigfoot, and they seem to not have followed up with anything. Right, but if you go back and if you Google that, you'll find stuff going back like last year and years past about the same claim. <laughs> yeah, so so it's one of those interesting things where apparently about a month ago someone caught Bigfoot. That you know, it sounds right. It sounds like they actually did it. Then nothing. nothing. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, kind of like the, and, like and as we've seen before, yeah. and as we've seen before, it, you know, time after time of it not quite working out uh, just doesn't seem to diminish the next person's yep. credulity. Right. Like, oh, this time, this time they really have Bigfoot. Not, <laughs> not last time. Of course, they didn't have it last time. I knew okay. everyone knew that. So, if they've got Bigfoot in a box. <laughs> are they are they therefore potentially potentially uh looking at felony time for unlawful imprisonment of a sentient species? Well, I think they're going to charge him with every Bigfoot attack ever. But that way they can justify holding him. Right. Okay. okay, well then they can only hold him for 72 hours without charging him. Well, they'll charge him. I don't worry about that. It's just so funny. Um uh, so the other one that I that I got was uh, about you know the a big piece of Bigfoot footage that's that predates the um, oh god the um, uh, the Patterson Gimli film and it's so funny because they're talking about you know this piece of footage and they're watching it and 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 he's hopping from rock to rock because he doesn't want to leave footprints. Okay. Bigfoot is so damn smart. Sounds more like a convict on the run to me. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, Patterson Gimli film. Gimli's not a Bigfoot. In fact, he's rather short. Yeah, but he took the film. Okay. He wasn't. Well, then the Bigfoot. obviously Bigfoot is going to look taller then. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the the camera adds adds ten feet. Yeah. Yeah, but- yeah that was my my first thought. It's like, oh, you know, Bigfoot's apparently constantly hiding his footprints, and I'm like, that makes no sense on any level. <laughs> Uh, if someone was yeah. doing that, I would be suspecting, you know, he's hiding from the law or hiding from people in general. Uh, I wouldn't be thinking of some sort of creature. Well, and not surprisingly, the video is from Colorado. 
you know, but we don't actually, we, we don't have a lot of Bigfoot sightings, but we have great Bigfoot sightings. We have Bigfoots in wormholes in Colorado Springs. Yeah. And now we have the first footage ever of a Bigfoot that came from Colorado. Uh huh. Although I'm a little, I'm a little puzzled about this. It could be just be the way the article is written, but it sounds like they were on a, they were on a Boy Scout camping trip and took the film, film, not videotape. Right. And then his dad showed the footage to the other scout leaders on that trip, which <laughs> would not be possible because it would have to have been developed first. Well, that's unless, true. Yeah. unless I misunderstand how film works. No, and you do. They could have shown it, of course. Yeah, no. It does. It doesn't sound it's, like it. But in the wait fifty years is a bit weird as well. Who knows? Yeah. And and ultimately, who cares? Does anybody? I mean, I know that there are a few people that, but does anybody really believe Bigfoot's out there, or they, or 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 is it, or is it just so easy to sell this kind of sensationalized crap? I think there are people that do believe. Yeah, it it seems like it, and and you know for the same I guess weird reasons that they believe in the fairies and the angels and yeah. stuff like that. I think they, I think some of it is just they want the world to be more interesting, which is odd that that's the direction they go with it. But yeah, I don't know. I I I understand your your point though. I mean, it's it's so incredible that this kind of stuff would be believed, but boy, they they seem to. Yeah, I know they seem to. I know. All right. Well, but to, so to go along with that, I have a Harvard professor that's seeking um, adventurous women to give birth to Neanderthal Neanderthal clone. So nice. what? <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it, this is from uh, CBS News, so it must be real. And it might be real. I mean, there we we have the genome. I mean, the, we could potentially do this, yeah, right? Yeah. But we have Neanderthal DNA in us even now, so you know why bother? I it, and and assuming that we do actually manage to create a full Neanderthal, you know, how unhappy is this creature going to be? Well, that's the other problem, right? Is that they're well, they're going to be the only Neanderthal around? That's it, the, just yeah. them. The um, article itself mentioned cl- um, how you need multiple. It does mention that at one point, saying that okay. for it to have a sense of identity, it'll need a, a companion at least. Yeah, and is that really enough? I mean, give me a break. These yeah. be, they, they, these this is a life of a this is a laboratory experiment. And, and exactly what does he mean by adventurous woman? <laughs> <laughs> I got like a like a mental image of Lara Croft here. <laughs> I'm just asking. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, um, hold on, hold on. Now, now, see, there's the connection right there. What they're going to do is they're going to clone a lone Neanderthal. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are going to adopt it. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that that Geico ought to ought to jump on this. This is yeah. I I don't think anybody wants to see those commercials anymore. <laughs> Not after the TV series. They'd be in real trouble, right? If we clone a bunch of Neanderthals, because then you know then they really would be around. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I got through about 15 minutes of the pilot for the, the Cavemen show, and I think I was probably in the more tolerant average of the United States. Yeah, I caught like one minute of it and thought, my God. Of which one? Of what? The, the, they the made, show they did based off the 
Geico commercials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they made a they made a sitcom, a thirty minute sitcom, based on the Geico caveman commercials. So this guy says the first thing we need to do is sequence the Neanderthal genome, which we have actually done. The next step would be to chop the genome up into ten thousand chunks, and then sync um, then synthesize these. Finally, you would need to introduce the chunks into a human stem cell. If you if we do that, if let's see, if we do that often enough, then we should uh, generate a stem cell line. That would get us closer and closer to corresponding sequence to Neanderthal. We developed have these. They, have they considered instead of instead of breeding Neanderthals in a human woman, have they considered using cows uh, to create something that would have you know organs that would be transplantable into humans? Hmm, that sounds like the making of a really interesting book. It does. Huh. And we and we could call the book Ancestor. Yeah. Yeah. You know the uh, the sequel to that, since the only two survivors are are brother and sister of that species, the sequel to that book is going to call is going to be called Incestor. And, and that's not true. That's not what the sequel is called. But thank you very much. It's a Scott Ziegler book called Ancestor, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, <clears throat> that's that's what that uh, long drawn out diversion was. Yes. Is a book by Actually, Scott the, the sequel is going to be called Descendant, and that book was it was it was fairly chilling. It was it was a it was a, Scott Sigler is really really good at writing up his science. Yes, yes, absolutely. he makes sure his science is good before he writes the book. Well, uh, we should send him this, and he can he can introduce this into the uh, to the next one there. So, all right. So I thought those those were fun, but you know, ultimately, you know, what my my friend at work that sent this to me is like is like I hope it's a girl so I can bang her. <laughs> <laughs> Great, because of course he's never had a Neanderthal check before. Yeah, exactly, he never had a Neanderthal. Well, and then I told him, well, but you know, Neanderthals like anal, and he said, well, never mind. <laughs> oh, they they like to clean everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're notorious cleaners. Okay, uh, but that brings us directly into our next subject. It brings us, it brings us where? It brings us what? Huh? Yes, because tonight, I've been trying to, I've been, I started thinking, well, taboos are kind of, and actually this started, this stems from something that in high school, I was a part of a, a program called Odyssey of the Mind, where you, where, you know, you, you do different kind of scientific challenges and stuff like that, and, and to do different things. So we, um, we, um, our teacher would come up with a, with something that we um, a project we were supposed to solve, and so we we were supposed to come up with a strategy for um, doing a search of the school looking for a person. We we're supposed to figure out the fastest way to do it, and so um, she went and she asked the teacher to go and hide, and then we were supposed to do our search. And so we came up with a strategy that we thought was the fastest way to do it. So we searched the entire school, didn't find him nowhere. And he had pulled, he, he pulled a little bit of a switcheroo on us and he hid someplace that a, that a group of boys would never think to go. You just don't go into the women's bathroom. Okay. That's where That's he it. hid. So it can't, so it ended up being a, a lesson in, in social taboos and sexual taboos because, because that was a taboo place for us to go. We we never went in there, and so that's always kind of stuck with me. I it was always it was it, it always has made me kind of think about you know what kinds of things are we missing because of these taboos. 
That wasn't nearly as bad a transition as I was expecting. No. Go but, ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> King of the segue. So um, basically, so it comes out that a, a taboo is basically a cultural prohibition of, a, of an act. Is that is that a reasonable definition? Yeah, I'd okay. say so. It's it's something. It's not ne- it's not necessarily that it's a cultural prohibition. It's a cultural discouragement. Well, I mean, it's okay. not like you can in in most cases. It's not like you can be uh, charged with a crime if you do these things. But what is more likely to happen is that if you violate a taboo, you're likely to be culturally shunned. Okay, so what? Um so Wikipedia. I would say it's more it's more of a a cultural discouragement, and it's a strong discouragement. Well, you know, okay. Wikipedia uses the word uh, prohibition. Have you read okay. the read the Wikipedia definition here? I I know. I'm just throwing my two cents. That, then that's fine. Uh, prohibition and of an I'll, act I'll just based go on, and edit Wikipedia so that it says what I wanted to. And that's fine. You could do that. Um, a uh, see a prohibition based on the action. Actions based on the beliefs of such a behavior is either too scary or too screwed up. Anyway, there's pl- there's two places where these generally tend to stem from. One of which is, of course, religion, and that is huge with with uh, particularly with sexual taboos. Um, and then cultural, we can culturally have certain taboos about stuff too, which we probably have many of them. I mean, like it's kind of taboo to go around killing people. It's also kind of illegal. So you're saying you're saying the prohibition against murder is a type of taboo? I, I I think I think it could have started that way, perhaps. And maybe and maybe that's not a great argument. But think about it: when you're starting to build, when you're starting to form uh, groups of people, if so, if one person kills another, you ostracize that person. Maybe that's not a good example. Okay, skip that. Uh, no, I think it's actually not a bad example. Okay, um, it, it is. If you're building societies, one of the most important things in societies is to have protections for the members of that society. And one of the protections that needs to be in place is from other members of the society. So you might make certain behaviors taboo and, and punish them. Yes, you would. Okay. That, I, the, I, I, the ten, I see where the you're ten commandments, The Ten Commandments uh, have a prohibition against murdering another person. They have a prohibition against stealing from another person. I, you know, I guess the Ten Commandments all pretty much boil down to thou shalt not steal anyway, because murder is the theft of a life. Uh, coveting the neighbor's wife is the theft of, is the contemplating the theft of the wife, so on and so forth. Right. George Carlin does a good job of breaking that back down into the single one, too. What, what were yep. you saying, Kimberly? Um, I, I mean, I kind of associate, maybe this is just me, taboo versus, um, Maybe evil. I, I'm not exactly sure what terminology I want to use, but I guess part of my definition of, of taboo is that there's also something a little bit silly about them, like that they are unnecessary to the society, but that that a lot of these <clears throat> came about with it. Where and that's why I guess I'm objecting to maybe murder being part okay. of that because I think murder is not a silly prohibition to have. Well, and but, and so- I okay. I'm, some taboos are silly and some taboos yeah, are not. I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, breaking a taboo is usually considered objectionable by society in general, not merely a subset of a culture. So wouldn't, isn't murder generally considered objectionable? Yeah. Depends yeah. on, depends on who you off. Okay. So 
I, I understand that 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 where you're going with it, a taboo being a silly thing, but I think that it's a much bigger thing. And when we when we start looking at and it's when you start looking at taboos, I mean, sex is is huge, right? So the first place that I went was masturbation, right? Because it is a cultural taboo. Well, the first place most by, most guys go is masturbation. So, actually, I was going to go with taboo. It's a bowling ball made by hammer that comes in three flavors. There's the original taboo. There's the taboo black and the taboo purple. And there's the artwork. <laughs> Just the big bowling ball. All right. yep. So, but really, I I I thought uh, I think of masturbation. Because the church is – because it is – well, and it's specifically religion that has created this taboo. And so I, I started looking at uh, this website, Why Masturbation is Morally Evil, How um, how to Free Yourself from It. Yeah, that was a music read. Yeah, so he basically start, he, he goes through, you know, um, basically that he's going to show you – he's going to show you why it's morally objectionable. And ultimately, it says uh, masturbation – Inveils against natural law, and well, ultimately. Oh, so go ahead. Jump Consider- back and point out. He 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 gave how he was going to prove it. He said, "I am going to use natural law, sacred scripture, and teachings of the Catholic Church." At no point does he use scripture in it, and there's a reason for that. Scripture has one, the whole Bible, one reference to masturbation, and that whole reference is um I can't remember the name, but um the guy was supposed to Conan. knock up his brother's um widow. And he decided not to. He masturbated under, you know, it says something about masturbating under the wall instead in defiance of God. That is the only, 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 only reference to masturbation being bad in the whole Bible. Okay. So, so he... Well, now, the natural law thing, I want to address that because animals masturbate. Okay. So, what, so what the natural law ends up being is basically... Uh, let's see. I got it here. The only purpose of um, getting off is to produce kids. Let's that's see. It. Yeah, that's the a, sexual organs thing. were only created for for use with each other. That ends up being the natural law. He he goes through all this whole thing, and when you break it down, that that's the only thing that that it that he ultimately says that that is the natural law. That basically the sex or, sex organs were were made to be used together. Yeah. And my issue with that is if that was the case. If they're only been made to use together, why do men produce so much semen? Well, he also had an interesting line at one point where he was talking about um, masturbation is like using an automobile for a sailboat. Not only are you not using it for what it was created for or purposed for, but you're going to ruin the darn thing. Um, that, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but there but there are plenty of vehicles that were created to be amphibious that yeah, can do but, both, uh, and you don't ruin them. Yeah, and also, um, I yeah, like the Lotus of- Esprit. No, I've never heard of masturbation ruining the damn thing. Oh, I know. The- <laughs> no, I'm sorry. yeah, no, <laughs> right. Um, and and then and then they then they go into what the Catholic Church has to say about it, right? And he talks and talks and talks, and ultimately it comes back to the Catholic Church says that it's against the natural law. So it's cir- it becomes very circular right there. And also, yeah. once more, it mentions um basically it's causing your own pain at one somewhere else. Yeah, they, they keep trying to convince you that you're actually hurting yourself by masturbating with a, without providing any actual... Yeah. Well, I kind of think that one depends on how much. So the Catholic Church says 
it's well, moral <laughs> evil according to the natural law. So it's evil according to the natural law is ultimately now, what the I, what I got I out of the Catholic Church. I love the three Church. actions to free yourself from masturbation. First, oh, these are fantastic, can, aren't they? Yeah, make, the third one. I love how it was phrased. Okay, well, we'll, first, get, to the, we'll get to the third, th- third one. But, so make the, a decision to stop. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 But and then, but in there they make you know reference to that it's a, you know that it can be as addictive as heroin and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what? In some ways, you get a lot of the same kind of high out of masturbation that you do for heroin. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you, and I can masturbate and still go out and bowl. I don't know if I could do that after heroin. <laughs> uh, okay, then the second one, call masturbation what it is, and I don't quite get what it is. Uh, well, it's never going to bring you closer to God. Right, exactly. That's all the way. Yeah. And, and right, right here it says, it always hurts. Then I'm he's sorry, doing it what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has he tried a lotion? <laughs> I, I love number three. Don't do it alone. Do it with God. <laughs> okay, but I, this is actually the only one that I don't have a problem with. The, at least the first part of it. Don't do it alone. Because it's like, hey, Jen, I'm going to masturbate. Can you come watch? And can you call me a dirty sinner while I'm doing it? That's hot. So is Jen your God? Sure. Why not? I mean, it's closer than anything else. Now, I, I've I've understood that God's a bit of a pervert because if you look at some of the Catholic stuff, <laughs> they talk about um you know the, the marriage bed and how God's with you there and stuff like that. So I'm not too surprised by this last one. Okay. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. You, what you want to do right then is repeatedly invite God into your sinful desire. <laughs> yes. By yeah. calling on the name of Jesus Christ. Well, and most people do. Oh God, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> So so invite God to watch. Absolutely. Why the heck not? Well, he sees all. And so the next one. Yeah, the next one's interesting next because one's even, it's not religious. Okay. It's yes, it is. Like it is absolutely religious. He doesn't um, make it obvious. It's overtly religious. But like yeah, it so it's called masturbation. It's not healthy for you. Contrary to popular belief, and in this first part of it, he says that that these are based on his own opinions, that, and that he hasn't done any scientific research to to validate his claims. Um, but in here, he says that we not only have to take care of ourselves physically, but we also have to take care of ourselves spiritual. That we have that we have spiritual health. And okay. so, and, and but so he he rambles on but what i loved so remember that this is not based on any sort of scientific research right. he said so in the beginning so but here are the here are the things that masturbation can cause right. fatigue lower back pain thinning hair loss weak erections premature ejaculation groin testicular pain concentration <laughs> of concentration, concentration and memory problems sleeping problems now, it is, it, it, but of course, none of these are justified in any way whatsoever. And he, but he claims the common effects of masturbation. He claims that they are common, right? And in his I, in his anecdotal, maybe whatever. with him. I mean, is that how we tell the masturbators, the people that have um, hair loss? Because if that's true, I must never get myself off. <laughs> I got a nice full head of hair. You, well, then you don't masturbate enough. That's yeah. the problem. I, I thought yeah. common symptoms were actually supposed to be hair growth. You know? <laughs> Not according to this. So no. As far as I <laughs> so, well, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. on. He must be talking about thinning hair loss on your head. You're talking about hairy palms. Two different things. But, it, it, it but he doesn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> and he okay. doesn't say anything about glasses here either. No, that's true. Okay. Everything he says is the same type of mentality of assuming, you know, right. the hairy palms is a 
Right. And why tell and all this stuff is at the same level of no evidence whatsoever. In fact, okay. Okay, but didn't we go over an article a while so, back talking about how masturbation? Oh uh, well, we like to talk about masturbation, so probably. This is the other part let me, that I like. Let me ask you this: okay. If concentration and memory problems are a common symptom, is this article evidence that of what he's been doing? I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm just asking. Well, I think okay. It's a how fair about question. how about sleep loss, man? If you can't sleep, what 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 do you do? You masturbate, and then you can go right to sleep. I have the opposite problem there. Um, well, I love this every logic. time you ejaculate, you use approximately three to five milligrams of zinc. Okay, I was just about to read that. Yeah, so uh, you, and then he, so he says, um, and then he tells what zinc is good for, you know, testosterone, yada yada. And then he says, but you'd think that this happens when you're actually having sex with a woman, but that's not true. So apparently, when you're having sex with a woman, um, the woman's um, secretions you, can offset that. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. And, um, so all he's saying is that you should use your sperm as a lotion when you're finished to reabsorb that zinc. <laughs> it rubs the lotion on. It puts the lotion on or else it gets, it gets the, the hose, hose again. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kimberly, you're awfully quiet. I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, okay. I, I don't have a lot to add. Uh, are you pro-masturbation? Sure. Okay, great. So I mean, and again, you know, to, to get it into like a little bit more of a serious realm – uh, I, I am having my, every couple of years I reread 1984 by George Orwell. And he talks very clearly in there about how in that case it's the party, but you could very easily put it to religion. It's all about controlling sexual expression. Yes. As a way of yeah. controlling people. And, and it really, I mean, all of these things against you know, you would think that if, you know, the, 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 um, religious are usually so intent on keeping everybody virgins, right? Until their wedding night. Yeah. That you would think if they were really logical about it, they'd be like, listen, I realize you got urges. Here's a great way of taking care of them. But right. they, they go so much further. Then they're like, no, you can't do this either. And it's like, you know, they're, they're so, it seems just stupid and counterintuitive by yeah. limiting you in all expression. But the reason yeah. they limit you in all expression is because, if they can turn that desire into devotion to them and into obedience, if they get you to, to buy into this, the primal human urge, mm -hmm. then you'll go into, you'll, you'll buy into anything. Right. Well, and the, here, the, the fact of the matter is, is that people masturbate. 95% of all men masturbate. The other 10%, right. The other, you know, I was going to say the other 10%, no arms. Let me throw out here, you said primal human urge, and I'm going to make this point again. It's not just a human urge. Oh, yeah. Primates, it's, it's a primates masturbate. Dogs masturbate. Do you think they're humping your leg for some other reason? Birds masturbate. Right, so you're taking something that we are wired to do and wired to enjoy and telling you you can't do that because it's a sin. And if you do it, you're, you're a sinner and you're a bad person. Uh-huh. But and my point is, if it's against time. natural law, animals wouldn't do it. The other well, point I, I mean, want to I don't, I don't completely buy that either. Natural laws is kind of a fallacy, right? What's that? The, the idea of a natural law, it, when it applies to behavior, is a fallacy well, in of itself. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, I don't care if animals do it or not. We, we can say, we can talk about just humans, and, and we can say whether it's an urge or not, that, that we see nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Right? And I don't need to justify it by saying dogs do it. 
So, so yeah, so I, I get that. Yeah, it's, it's not really a natural, the natural law is, um, procreation and masturbation. Okay. I'm good with that. I, I just don't, I don't see that as, you know, we can look at, um, at, uh, you know, gay rights and say, you know, and, and, you know, we make the argument that, well, it's, it, you know, homosexuality is natural. Well, whether it's natural or not, it doesn't really play any part in whether they should be allowed to, you know, to marry. And it's Fair kind enough. of the same, same that I would make the same correlation here. I, I do want to make also the point that I am not pro masturbation, but I would be willing to be paid for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is what pro masturbation means, right? Paid I, for it? No. No, it, it just means that you're in favor of masturbation. <sighs> These ambiguous words. <sighs> yeah, they're so ambiguous. Yeah, you know what? I know what. That's what I'm getting you for Christmas: a dictionary. <laughs> Actually, it's like it's kind of ironic. I was offered an old dictionary today when I was at my parents' house, and they're like, "Do you have any use for a dictionary?" I said, "No, no." And they're like, "Well, why not?" I said, "Cause I just look it up on the internet." That's right. It's like somebody hands you a phone book, and you're like, "What is this?" There's no keyboard. How can this do anything? All right. So, of course, Ian has found a Crack.com article for us. So, Ian, yeah. what... Well, this one I thought was interesting because it deals with um, bizarre sexual beliefs. And reading through it, one of the things that came out of it is the cultures that definitely didn't have our taboos. And how it actually, you know, you can see the benefit to not having them. So, I, I'm, I'm just going to do the top three instead of all six. Because I think it was the number two one that I really thought was the most interesting. Uh, number three is multiple partners, multiple fathers. Basically, the idea of having a polygamous family, any kids, are, they don't care, you know, they, they don't get into the DNA and stuff. All, all the fathers who have been hooking up with the woman are the father of the baby, and they all act like it. You know, they, they don't look at, um, you know, in their minds, every one of them impregnated her. Yeah, and, but, you know, to get her, to, and then they they make a separation between the husband because they're married at a young age and sexual partners so they can go out and have they have as many sexual partners as they want they just have this one husband yeah and okay that's and it, that's fine and basically what it means you know the, the family unit stays strong and they don't really care you know it, it's not like oh that bastard's not my son i'm not going to take care of him it's like no she's my wife this is my son my responsibility is to take care of the kid yeah. it doesn't you know i'm just as much the father as anyone else kind of deal so this the second one, yeah go ahead. go ahead well the second one um the idea is that obviously they didn't understand biology what they believe is that the children are basically reincarnations of their ancestors and so someone dies you know they stay as a ghost for a while and someday they decide hey i want to come back and have this form they start all over again that's what they believe so sex is not taboo at all on this island uh the trobriand islands and basically, from an early age, you're engaged in sexual action because, hey, it's fun. It's sure. something enjoyable. Why Why would it be bad? The whole island basically takes care of the children, you know, because it's an awesome thing to have these people coming back is the way they see it. Have you read and Sex at Dawn? What? Have you read Sex at Dawn? No. Kimberly, you read that, didn't you? I, I started it. I never got to finish it, though. That, that, that book kind of talks about they there's a uh, um it talked about a culture in china that I, I think they're probably gone now i'm not sure that kind of had similar ideas about having sex you know basically the women didn't get there there was no such, really such thing as marriage 
you had the community and that woman when she became of age would have this flower room and she could invite whoever she wanted in to have sex with. The only real rule being that they had to be out by, by morning. So she might have several partners in the night and the whole family, brothers and everything took care of, took care of the children, you know, um, so, so there were, so the fathers were, there was, there no, you don't know who it was, but, but the brothers were expected to help raise kids. And of course they had kids somewhere else, you know, with, with, with some other family. So now one of the interesting things is on this island, they apparently have yams that actually hurt infertility. They actually make some, it hurts fertility. It makes them all less likely to have children. Hmm. And so the idea of having no taboos on sex and really being open about it helps maintain their um, population because they are less likely to be fertile because of their diet. Interesting. So the one thing they were looking at is, yeah, if they actually had the taboos and stuff and were really that um, hung up on sex, that, you know, it would hurt them. Sure. And then, oh, no female orgasm equals no baby is the number one. And apparently Elizabethan England, I believe it or not, had uh, apparently that was a belief there. Mm-hmm. That if the women didn't have orgasm, they couldn't have a baby. <laughs> so that, that, that one, I didn't find that as good as some of the others. And like I said, this is the six of them, I just went over the top three. But um, And to be a know. little bit of a downer, I mean, there are people who still, I think, kind of believe that. You know, we had this whole, in the last election cycle, the yeah. assholes who were doing the legitimate rape thing. Right. I think there are people who believe that. Well, if she got pregnant... It clearly wasn't a legitimate rape because she wouldn't have enjoyed that, and she's pregnant, therefore she must have. It's it's you know, a level of ignorance that's kind of astounding. There was a guy who came out and defended that whole legitimate rape thing with with his science, yeah, his bullshit science. Yes, yeah. So, um, the next article that I put in here, I I I, I really thought this was interesting. So this uh, Vancouver student, this was a high school project that she did. And, uh, so the, the picture really just says it all. And, and she called it judgment. And so she, um, she took one of her classmates and, and basically she's wearing a skirt and they, they kind of hike it up and they put these, these marks on, on the leg all the way up. And the first one is matrimonial. Uh, so the, basically, uh, the skirt. No, matri- matronly. Oh, ma- yeah. Matrimonial. Like mom. Essentially. Okay. So that's, so yeah. So, and then the next one's, uh, prudish. The next one's old fashioned. Next one is proper. And then, and they go up the leg, flirt, cheeky, provocative, provocative, asking, asking for, for it, it slut, slut, and whore. Or, and, and it just as I as like wow, because yeah, that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good image. Yeah, that and so and and just the the, the whole asking for it thing, it just irritates me that you know because a woman would be wearing a short skirt, they're asking for it. Yeah, so it so yeah, so these are all you know were based on whatever skirt length. So it is, it's quite an interesting photo. It's, it's, a, it's very, very well done. So we're, we're, we've gone quite a while here. Um, uh, so the, this now, let's do, uh, sexual taboos for singles and couples. This was an interesting article and, and basically it, it gave a, it gives a list of, of things that they considered sexual taboos. Masturbation, which we covered. Covered. Uh, anal sex. Group sex. Which we mentioned. We, yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, uh, group sex, sadomasochism, bondage and domination, cross dress, cross dressing, foot and shoe fetish, bisexuality, uh, pornography and public sex. And I thought, well, that's a pretty interesting list. And then what, then there's this other part of it. So other social norms, uh, these are customs that are, re- uh, ref- 
are reflected in, uh, gender roles, partnerships, relationships, friendships, marriage, and family. And th- this is interesting, but I'm saying even this list that, that she's got is very short. Oh, the, yeah. There's a, there's an awful lot of things that are not mentioned that are more taboo or equally taboo. Right. Well, if you go to a any basically any porn site, you know, just a bunch of pictures, you'll find, you know, all sorts of stuff. You know, now it's it's MILFs, 18-year-olds, erotic, uh, uh, rough sex, cartoons, bondage art, amateur stuff, old and young. Mature, Furries. vintage, uh, yeah, um, you know, fat women, big breasts, um, she-males, technically, right? Technically, Brian, the term you're looking for is BBW. BBW, yeah. Chick with dicks. I mean, just on and on and on. And it, it's interesting because... And combining combining anime with the chicks with dicks is futinari. Okay. Uh, anything with lemon in it is, you know, in, in, is generally porn. You know, lemon angels, stuff like that, hentai stuff. I mean, it's it's a huge, huge market. I mean, tentacles. It, yeah, tentacles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it has really um, because this stuff is taboo. It has created a huge market, huge. Yeah. And in some ways, I, I see that as healthy, but in other ways, I see it as extremely unhealthy, because. Because we've made these things taboo, but yet people still want them and want to seek them out, there, we've created this huge industry where they can go and get it. And that's great. But because it's so taboo, the, they can, you know, the, the prices for this stuff, like for sex toys, the, 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 what you, what you pay for when you buy those things, they're incredibly expensive for what you get because they can charge it. Because what will the market bear? Well, because you're not going to, you know, you don't, you know, because People aren't, you can't buy them in Target, right? For the most part. You know, it's very specialized shops. They were more readily available, more acceptable. I think they'd be cheaper. So I would really like people to, you know, to, to get over it so I can buy cheaper sex toys. Now, see, this is interesting. I am looking back on the Wikipedia article and the word taboo actually comes from, uh, Tongan and Fijian. And we've just import, we've incorporated it into English. Hmm. So ultimately, I think that there is a lot of harm here because of these taboos, and and I think Daryl Ray goes into a lot of it. And one of the things that Daryl Ray says is that STD rates are higher amongst amongst the religious, um, which I cannot find his source for that at all. Maybe it's in his book. I have not read his book yet. So, so I so I thought that was interesting. Of course, we we've talked a little bit about how you know. How the, the church is used this to control people because they take something that is, is very natural and they twist it in such a way to make it seem evil so that they can, so they can control people better. Did I put that article in here? It, um, there are several studies claiming 95% of Americans are having sex before marriage. And it makes me wonder, you know, we think divorce is the problem. Maybe marriage is the problem. It seems to me marriage was one of these things we, we, you know, when you would live for, to be 30, that it was easy to, to stay with one partner for your whole life. But when we're living to be 60, 90, that maybe that, maybe that doesn't always work out so well. And so, so they've made divorce a taboo. I mean, yeah. you, the Catholics are against divorce, but divorce rates are the same amongst, you know, the religious and the non-religious. They don't stay. They're actually even higher. Um, You know, I was. It's higher. The divorce rate's higher in the red states 
which we kind of associate right. with being more religious. I mean, I realize it's that's a very broad brush, yeah. but I, I think it's kind of understood. Yeah, but most of now, the stuff that I've, I've read basically says the same. I've made comment before on the fact that the reason that the reason that the Catholic Church lost ground in England, and the Church of England became the main church there, was because Henry VIII wanted to get divorced because his wife was unable to give him a boy child. So he broke with the Catholic Church. Right. But and because of this taboo and, and the way that the way that sex is treated in this culture, we, we get stuff like um abstinence only sexual programs, which we know are a huge failure. And then I put another one on here, um uh from the good atheist uh Talking about, um, let's see, the solution to the rise in STD rates, stop using condoms, says Catholic group. What? Yes, exactly. That's that's what they do in Africa all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the primary causes, I think you can say, for the amazing rates of AIDS and other diseases in these countries that are, that, that's the propaganda, is that the condoms are causing the STDs. Right. So, so I haven't read that one yet. I oh yeah. So, is there any logic to? What no, there, there's no logic whatsoever. And so he says. So he starts off the article um, by saying uh, he 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 gives uh, four propositions. Uh, the response to uh, raise in the rising car crash fatalities, drivers are encouraged to stop using seatbelts. The response to lagging literature rates, parents are asked to remove their children from school. In response to the spike in crime rates, the police are asked to reduce their presence in the cities. In response to the rise in STD rates, people are asked to stop using condoms. Um, and he says, incredibly, all of these statements use, use essentially the same messed up logic. <laughs> but one, but the one given about, uh, about giving up condoms to solve the STD problem is real. <laughs> So yeah, so and the and the Catholic Church is notorious for this. I mean, they they've been they're they're one of the reasons that Africa has the problem that it does, is by by discouraging the use of of condoms, saying you know that that the AIDS virus can can slip through. Well, if if the sperm can't slip through, and the virus is attached to the sperm, does that make any sense? But for that logic is is lost on them for some reason. So so I I think that there is a lot of harm. To this taboo, particularly, and I think that the the other thing that it does is it, because it creates such. Um, I mean, everybody's going out looking at it. I mean, well, not everybody, but I mean, I, what probably the majority of men look at porn, and a good and a good portion of women do. I know that the, the rates are lower amongst women, um, but it's created a, the, a huge inflated market to get this stuff, right? And and nobody's talking about you know, nobody's talking about it, but but everybody's doing it. So I think that if yeah, we could- and that goes it goes also to the you know the more conservative states and countries in the world, um, you know, like like the highest, and I don't have the source for this offhand, but I know I've seen it sourced a number of times. The hotels that have the most rentals of pornography are in Utah. <laughs> I mean, and and the same kind of thing happens in like Pakistan and and you know some of these Saudi or like Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. Some of these really controlled countries in which they try, you know, everything is marked at, at trying to control these urges of people. Um, people are doing it anyway, right? You know, 
So, so yeah, it's crazy. The other, the, another resource I would I would recommend to people. Um, I read a lot of Dan Savage, and he's a I, I think just a great writer and brilliant. Uh, yeah, so check out Savage Love and just you know just his books and stuff like that. Because one of the things he talks about, which I always thought was kind of interesting, is he he has kind of said in a weird way he appreciates the taboos because they do. You know, when you break taboos, it it makes sex hotter. It's it feeds that fantasy life. Okay. And so, if you came from a culture in which it was complete, everything was accepted and nothing was off the table, it it would get kind of boring in his role. I mean, and he says it a little bit tongue in cheek, and I think you know he definitely would rather um, you know that it wasn't so much of when you make it a crime i mean that that gets really out of hand but okay. making it you know just a little bit like oh we don't talk about that or we don't admit to it um he argues actually stimulates stuff you know he talks about okay. fetishes and how they develop basically out of taboos that we don't know what to do with okay and and i guess i don't i i'm not i i think it could be done healthier mm-hmm. and and i think that that what religion has done to to sex is criminal and immoral. And I think that that's really where the problem is. Telling, telling people that they shouldn't masturbate is ridiculous. And, and making it, and making it a sin is ridiculous. And I'll bet that, that we would probably agree on most stuff. And maybe it is. I mean, yeah, maybe making, breaking those taboos does make it hotter. I, I just, I, I just think that, I, I think it could be healthier. I think that it would, that we could be, that we could still have our taboos maybe. To, to his point, but yet we could still be more sex positive. But be exactly, and I guess that's really what I want. I want more sex positive. Maybe it's not the taboo I have a problem with. Maybe it's the repression. They do seem to go hand in hand. They do I seem mean, to go and, hand and in it hand. is definitely a fine line of um, you know of things. And like I said, if it's just a matter, if to go back to kind of where we started, or or one of the comments I made was that you know. If it's a taboo and it's a little bit silly and it's just something we don't talk about, but it's not as big a deal, it's like you say, when it, when it becomes illegal, when people are being, you know, abused with, you know, you may not masturbate, you will go to hell if you do this. I mean, that's, that's abuse. That's, that's going yeah. past just having a taboo and turning it into something worse. Okay. And, and that, and that's point well taken. I guess what, what I'm looking for is, 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 um, we don't talk about that, but if we find out that something's, that somebody's into something, that, that, that it doesn't have a negative judgment. It's just like, ooh, he likes that. That's what I would prefer. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have my strap on and wear it too. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to mindspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under Creative Commons, no derivatives, 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics podcast. Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request. I think that's a wrap right there. I think so too. You just cut it. You don't even have an outgoing message. (laughs) 
However, I was not able to find any ne- Neanderthal fetish sites. <laughs> it look. That's awesome. It's awesome that you I, looked. I looked Neanderthal fetish, and it turns out the only thing under Neanderthal fetish is 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 like religious fetishes that they found under Google. I tried sexy Neanderthal girls, and that just that just didn't bring me anywhere. <laughs> 